0: All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, the two ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? All is well. And happy Halloween, too. We are recording on Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. It's uh, That's Jake Vevra, stand up comedian in New York City. I am Nathan Timmel, stand up comedian in Iowa City. We make fun of the news, so you don't have to, because we know that's what you want to do is make fun of the news. So we make sure you don't. Is that? I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, if you're listening, Dude, it was Chicago, almost
1: such a good tagline. It was almost, you had like three quarters of a tagline.
0: Well, it's cause I started babbling. I need to write it down next time. I'll start with, we make fun of the news. So you don't have to. And then maybe we'll yeah, just leave I, it you there. You know,
1: I think that's a decent tagline. I mean, y- you know, it's not the most creative, but you had a full tagline and then you started to tag your tagline. And t- yeah, I kept all going, it.
0: I kept going. That was the problem. Something popped into my head and then I like, Ooh, I'll just keep talking. And that's where it all failed. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're listening in Chicago on Chicago's Comedy Scene Radio twice on Tuesdays, uh, 5 a.m. and 5 p.m., hello. And Tuesday. if you're listening anywhere else in the world, cool. All right, let's start making fun of some of that news uh, that I talked about. This this was my favorite story of the week uh, because, Jake, you brought this up months ago. This is something that finally hit that you made fun of a long time ago. Cowboys for Trump, which is apparently a thing. Cowboys for Trump founder turns on Trump in conference speech over Capitol riot charges. He's pissed because, as you said, Bannon got uh, uh, pardoned. And everybody that stormed the Capitol is being arrested and going to jail. And he's and this guy is, that's not right. We sacrificed for Trump. We, I don't don't know why I always do a bad Southern accent, uh, but he says, we supported president Trump because of his fight for justice. And for years we cried, lock her up, lock her up, lock her up. We know she's a criminal, Hillary Clinton. What did the president tell us? If I was in charge of the law, she'd be in jail. Well, He was in charge for four years and she didn't go to jail. It's just hilarious. He's he's pissed that Trump lied to him. He had finally caught up to him after four years and being arrested. It finally caught up to him that, hey, maybe Trump doesn't keep his word.
1: Even now, this is how nuts this guy is. He's more pissed off about Hillary not being locked up over emails (laughs) than him (laughs) being locked up for following the president.
0: This is true. that's,
1: That's a secondary thing for this guy.
0: Well, and not just that, but the, all, all of this, this speech happened at a QAnon conference. There's an actual conference in Vegas where I mean, they, they st- it's not like he found Jesus and took uh, a, a course to get his GED and became moderately intelligent. Oh, no. According to this article, he's still dumb as fucking shit. He's still QAnon crazy. He's still a complete asshole. But he finally realized that maybe Donald Trump doesn't have his best interest. So baby steps.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I do like the idea of somebody still being into QAnon, but they were like, hey, you know who else? I think maybe, just hear me out on this one, fellas. Here's another guy I think also maybe a coastal elitist who fucks kids is the guy with his name on the side of that building in New York City in gold. That uh, is always being talked about going into the uh, dressing room of uh, underage beauty pageant contestants. I, I think that guy, I, I, I may have a lot of money on the coast, might be fucking kids.
0: Maybe. And, uh, and down the coast, the other guy, that guy with the big forehead uh, in Florida, maybe. Oh, Matt Gates. Well, I wasn't using names, but yeah, the guy that's flying 17-year-olds across state lines to bone him and then using PayPal to give them money.
1: <laughs> maybe. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, just, hey, uh, Mr. Gates, just in case you're a fan of the show, I apologize for, for using his name. bringing yes, bring you up snitches. We, snitches don't get likes and, and retweets and subscribes and follows. We
0: were we were trying to be discreet over here. We were just trying to lead uh, the Cowboys for Trump uh, president on the right path. Now, good news for him. Um, what's his name? Griffin? Do you think
1: they ever get in shootouts at the OK Corral with with with? Uh, uh, Cowboys for Hillary, Cow- <laughs> Cowboys for Bernie, any of those guys.
0: Oh, you know, my uh, my buddy, Will, my buddy, buddy, William, he had the best tweet after the election. And it was one thing historians will never be able to figure out uh, when they look back on this election is how Biden was able to win. Having so having had so few boat parades. I thought that was fucking hilarious.
1: That's true. Weightless parades and rallies. Um,
0: so Coy, C-O-U-Y, Coy Griffin is his name. Now, good news for Coy. Uh, when he started doing all this asshole shit, voters uh, tried to recall him because he's a county commissioner in southern New Mexico. But last month, he defeated the efforts to recall him. So uh, enough people in southern New Mexico still want a Cowboys for Trump uh, crazy QAnon dipshit in government for them then don't. So, so you know, good for him. On that
1: note, to be fair, I mean, I'm sure the drinking laws are way more relaxed under him. <laughs> Let's face well, it, I don't have to wear 17 masks to go into a fucking bar. I mean, there's other extremes in places like, I don't know, New York City where I live.
0: That's true. I, I did talk to someone from Texas recently. Uh, he was up in, in Iowa. I did a show at a casino and uh, he, he said, that it's kind of nice here that he was worried that as he traveled north, that he would start to have to uh, restrict himself more than he wanted to. And I'm like, well, I, I, I wish there was a balance to all of this. You and I have said this in the past. You don't want to go Florida or Texas. Ah, fuck it. You know, the COVID is no big deal. And 600, 700,000 people are dead. Who cares? But you also don't want to be New York or California, which is everyone stay home until the economy completely collapses. And what's stupid is, When people take their sides, they don't tend to take sides logically like they don't mix and match. They don't go, hey, let's all get vaccinated so that we can reopen the economy. They say, no, no, no vaccinations and reopen the economy. And the other side says, no, vaccinations and double masks and keep the economy closed. It's I have to
1: wrap all this shit around my face, even though I've had 17 Pfizer shots to prove that I don't like Donald Trump or any of these fucking. I was going to say Dick Cheney. Is he fucking dead now? <laughs> Flashback. Mitch McConnell, that's who I was going for. A little more current. <laughs> I'm not a Bob Dole fan. That's why uh, I have this mask on.
0: Yeah. But so you'd think that there'd be... It's it's like... To me, it's the same thing as abortion. When people talk about the board, they, they, they make it such a, a a 100% issue. To me, it's like, okay, if you don't like abortion, i I fine. You know, it, it doesn't seem like it's the most humane thing in the world. Um, but if you want to outlaw it, then... I don't know. Make the morning after pill as readily readily available as aspirin. Don't make it over the counter. Make or is that the correct uh, which is over the counter? Or I think, yeah, just just make it, put it in, on the shelves, stock it on the shelves so that anybody can. But they're like, nope, you can't do that either. Well, then you fuck. It's it's like.
1: Oh, yeah. Some of these motherfuckers don't even like condoms. I mean, they don't yeah. even like birth control pills where it's like, all right, well, now you, now you just be ridiculous.
0: Exactly. So that and that's the thing with COVID I am. A, too, yeah, I'm,
1: I'm the head of mothers against dry, drunk driving but I don't want any cabs or Ubers in this fucking town either.
0: It Jesus goddamn Christ. That is such an apt fucking anal- analogy. Good job, Jake. I hope you turn that into something on stage. That That's a fucking bit right there. That Now
1: nah, I'm it, probably going to forget it. So we're doing this podcast like mostly. <laughs> <laughs> well, then
0: I'll steal it um, like most of them. Um, <laughs> but goddamn. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, let's uh, let's move on. I just thought that was great because as said months ago, you brought up the fact that these dummies we're getting arrested for Trump and he doesn't care about him. He's pardoning the guy that stole money from him, Steve Bannon. And finally, months, months later, one guy figured it out. Still a stupid QAnon asshole, but he, at least he is slowly baby stepping his way toward the, the, the idea that maybe Trump doesn't have his best interest at
1: heart. Yeah, but he's doing it in a fucking weird roundabout way. He's like, I'm not saying don't pardon Steve Bannon. I'm just saying make him build a little bit of the wall. He said he was going to build with my money.
0: true very true all right i just accidentally closed the tab i wanted to read so i'll switch over to this one jake oh oh this is another throwback to you and i a couple months a couple weeks ago i don't know about a month ago we talked about elizabeth holmes and theranos her fake uh blood vetting company where she was going to run blood tests and i think we did trump
1: pardon her is she on a yacht with steve Bannon right now because that would be amazing
0: that would be good Well. Here's the thing. I don't know. Maybe she should be pardoned because, sure, she she built investors out of money, and that's bad. But according to this, she stole one hundred million dollars from Betsy DeVos's family. So
1: hero? Yeah, you know sometimes guy's bad people get hit and crossfire. You know not. Not enough. Do we look at all the bad people that COVID killed? You know, it's always a one-sided thing.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm, I wasn't going back to COVID, but I'm just like, first of all, Betsy DeVos is such a horrible person. It's it's not like she should have 100 million to lose because that's just proof there's no God, there's no karma because bad people succeed. But in Tuesday's testimony in the trial of Elizabeth Holmes, the DeVos family was originally going to invest 50 million but later chose to double it to 100 million after speaking with Holmes. So this is like a personal contact that, uh, you know, Elizabeth Holmes said, no, no, don't do 50, do 100. And of course, it's all gone. And so, yeah, Betsy DeVos has 100 million less. And that's, that's a good thing. Anytime Betsy DeVos loses money, it's a good thing. So
1: That's true. We also don't want to talk about all the sex offenders that have sometimes died in tsunamis. I'm sure it's happened. We just got to look for them. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, Thailand, Philippines, where the sex offenders go to to get their uh, child on. Yeah, the, those those countries that are coastal that happen to get hit by tsunamis every so often.
1: There you go.
0: All right. A little, no little bit of
1: Noah's Ark action.
0: Loading them up. All right. Another favorite one, Jake. The, the, this uh, I, I love it. So you and I have mentioned the, the Dave Chappelle thing in passing. Everything I'm doing today is callbacks. Well, the final article is not a callback, so it'll be brand new. Um a trans activist at Netflix uh, mad about Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle is worse than Hitler because whereas Hitler actively slaughtered uh, six to 12 million people, uh, Dave Chappelle told some jokes that uh, this person didn't like. So Dave Chappelle is worse than Hitler. However, again,
1: like I said last week, I would have disagreed with her. But then I started watching this special again. I blacked out. I, I came to and I was covered in the blood of trans women. I just I completely. If I hear a joke about a thing, I go full Manchurian candidate and I just start killing whatever that thing is. I heard jokes on a special last week that seemed pretty innocuous as well. Uh, He was talking about airplane food, airplane food and how bad it was in the airports and stuff like that. Halfway through the joke, I blacked out. I waked up and there's I'm, I'm in LaGuardia surrounded by dead Sapporo employees it was <laughs> i i can't control myself
0: well and that's uh, any to anybody that for some reason doesn't know the joke you're making that is the line a lot of the activists are drawing they're saying it incites violence that chappelle is inciting violence that he's i i've even read the phrase a call to arms like chappelle is somehow acting as a leader that is that is amassing an army to go to war against
1: Jerry Seinfeld made that joke about Saboros pizza. I, I killed all those people. Their blood is on his hands. I'm not responsible for any of this shit. Uh,
0: To be fair. They had it coming for selling bad pizza at such a high price.
1: Now you sound like, yeah, dude, I'm going into (laughs) fucking rage mode again. Where's the Saboros? Well, where's the Saboros? I'm going to fucking, I'm going to paint those little checkered shirts, red,
0: well, we're 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 off topic, kind of. I mean, because here's the thing: my favorite thing in the world happened. This this activist came out and said Dave Chappelle is worse than Hitler. Dave Chappelle uh, should be banned. We should cancel Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle is the worst person in the world. But of course, the headline now: trans activists anti tweets, anti Asian tweets resurface after Netflix walkout against Dave Chappelle special. So yeah, I
1: saw these like. <laughs> A couple weeks ago, like, like right when the, um, the walkout and stuff was going on. And I'm like, dude, how do, you, how do you not know that you have this shit? Like, that's insane. Well, not just that. And, and I'm not, I shouldn't say this because
0: uh, of all the, the tens of people that listen to our podcast, if they don't know about it, uh, there's, there are services out there. Tweet delete is one where you just set it up automatically and it will delete all your tweets after one week. So once you tweet, it sits on Twitter for a week and then it goes away. So unless someone is actively following you, taking screenshots of your tweets, hoping that in 10 years you're gonna do something that gets attention on you, they're gonna disappear. But these people, they just leave these up for years and years, and then they go on a holy crusade, but oops, their I've past comes to back to bite that, them in the ass.
1: A comic friend of mine was posting about this, and it was after I think it was after like Shane Gillis got in trouble or something like that. And he was basically saying, like, look you're not going to get hired on a show or booked on a gig or whatever because of a tweet that you made two years ago, okay? No one's going to see it for good reason. No one's going to see it and like it and, you, you know, retweet it, like whatever, that's going to happen when you make it. Yeah. You're only going to get fucked over by old tweets. Like no one's going to read them for any good reason. So just delete all of them, even if they were good, you know?
0: Yeah. And that's, I run it. I, and I don't tweet anything even remotely offensive that I can think of, but even I go back because sometimes I'll tweet, you're an asshole to, to like, I don't know, off the top of my, like a Matt Gates, he'll tweet something stupid and I'll just tweet back. You're an asshole. Um, So that'll get me canceled by the right. No, all my tweets
1: after midnight are pretty much all slurs. I mean, it's like not even (laughs) not even slurs within sentences, just long. I like Jack Nicholson in The Shining, just just slur after slur, after slur, line after line after line.
0: And then you got to sober up and delete them. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, most of the time. Yeah. But, but, you know, that's why I got to have the thing that automatically deletes it after so long. I mean, because it it was a different time and place when I was really doing that a lot. It was like 2018. I mean that kind of thing was acceptable back then, oh, but it's got to be deleted
0: now. But now that was three years ago. We've changed. We've grown as a people. Not just you and I, but society has changed from 2018, and and you know who knows where we'll be in a couple months when 2020 rolls around. We'll all be perfect then. We'll be so perfect that we'll have to cancel people from 2021 who weren't
1: perfect. Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna invent a time machine just so I can go back and shame people.
0: Here's here's the only thing I do not like about this story is I, I discovered it uh, on October 26th. That's when the news hit that I discovered the anti-Asian tweets by the trans activists. Um, and uh, they've got them in small print. But at the bottom, it says we have reached out uh, to the, the person and we'll update the story when they comment. And there's no update because that's the, 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 the this activist is handling it beautifully. Um, people get in hot water. Because something surfaces and then they they jump out and they apologize and they they make it a bigger story by by keeping the storyline either alive, either they act defiant, which I think is the right way to go, or they apologize. But either if they don't comment, the story goes away because the American public is a bunch of hyperactive fucking ADHD dog in the movie up squirrel uh, idiots. So if they don't say anything at the this, this seven days old almost and the story has not been updated, that's how you get out of the news. If someone says, would you like to comment on your old tweets? You just don't respond. And the media moves on to the next goddamn sensationalistic bullshit story.
1: Right. Yeah. You just kind of cauterize And Plus, what, what's there to fucking say, man? I mean, how do you if, if you and look, I don't I don't like in general to see people getting in trouble from tweets for from like a decade ago. Yeah, that's said if you're not just part of a group, not just somebody retweeted something, but if you are trying to be like the head of this group, who's, who's, who's organizing uh, a a protest going, this guy should get fired because he said a bad thing. How do you not know that you also have these? And it wasn't just one or two of them, man. I was seeing somebody uh, putting this, I I think the first time I saw it was like a week or two ago and somebody's Instagram yeah, there's a uh,
0: montage story. Yeah.
1: Oh, dude. Like, if these things were were eggs, she would need more than one carton. I, I yeah, mean, yeah. Like, like the, all the ones he posted. I'm like, Jesus. Like, how do you? I get one or two being like, oh, I was, I was drunk, and I don't, I don't even remember doing it. But like, you got so many, and they are all against Asian people. It's like. How do you not know you, the head of this person, should be fired for saying the bad thing group? How do you not know that that's in your Twitter? I mean, how do you not remember that that's there? Well,
0: two things. One, um, you said you don't like seeing anybody get in trouble for their past tweets or their past. I agree with you, unless it's this situation. Unless,
1: well, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. That's Unless it's, that. it's
0: like that. That fuckhead reporter that went after that kid, that uh, the Bush beer kid, the Bush light, who said, right, hey, I need... right. And then he had I'm... such
1: worse shit. In, in, his, yeah. in his own Twitter The history.
0: reporter digs it up like, hey, uh, you quoted Tosh. Oh, my God, I'm such a horrible. And then the reporter. Yeah. Um, I've got the some of the tweets in front of me. Here's my favorite one. I have Asian friends. So pulled the like they're all mad saying, oh, Dave Chappelle is telling a story about his trans friend using the I have a trans friend card. And here they are right here in this tweet. I have Asian friends. So pull in the Asian friend card, pulling the I have a friend card. I have Asian friends, but they some motherfucking weirdos sometimes. Sad, sad but true. So, the, yeah, that is like, <laughs> isn't that everybody, though? Isn't everybody generally OK? But every like there are weird trans people. There are weird white people. There are weird black people. There are we- people are people. So, yes, the general community of any community is good but there are fucking nutcases in any community. So what you can't do is say, uh, I have Asian friends, but some of these assholes are weird, but all trans people are good because I'm going to champion them. No, people are people. There are good and bad in any community. So don't act like, you know, you're holier than thou when you're shitting on others. Everybody deserves to be shit on. Everybody deserves to be respected. It's just a blanket.
1: This would be like if they caught Fred Phelps in an airport men's were blowing a guy, you know? It's pretty goddamn hilarious.
0: Yes, that is true. All right. Last story. And this is one that uh, um, I said, these, these are all callbacks to things we've talked about in the past. It's funny. When I say callbacks, it's like we talk about something. And then a couple months later, everybody catches up to us and says, oh, hey, look like like the cowboy guy. It, it's just funny that we should be playing the lottery or buying uh, betting on games because we seem to be ahead of the curve a lot.
1: Sorry, what was it? I said we should.
0: Out. Everything I, I, we've talked about so far has been a callback to something we already discussed, and society just catches up to us later. I'm just saying we're 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 sort of like the the idiots uh, Nostradamuses.
1: Yeah, if only our powers could be used for the lotto numbers, and not this bullshit. Yeah. you know.
0: All right, here's my fi- the final story for this week, and this one is uh, one of my favorites it's uh it's it's my it's my clickbait of the week where the headline says oh that that doesn't sound good let's see what it is and then you click on the story and you're like well you just shut the fuck up what is wrong with you the headline Tony Romo's crude Giselle Buncheon quip is problematic beyond tarnishing Tom Brady's historic moment okay first of all do you know what happened with Tom Brady
1: no and I think I missed this article as well man I, I, right. I must have
0: I know you okay. don't watch football. I, I was watching when it happened. Uh, Tom Who's Brady, Tom Brady now? What's that?
1: Who's Tom Brady now? I, I don't watch football.
0: <laughs> so he became the first football player, first quarterback, to throw six hundred passes in a career, and on his six hundred path, uh, on his touch uh, six hundred touchdown passes, six hundred touchdowns. So uh, the receiver gets, gets catches the ball, gets a touchdown, and then does what you know, nice cool football players do. He goes over to the stands. And, and gives it to someone in the stands, just says, here, here's a football for you. I caught a touchdown. Yeah. Well, it's the 600th one, which means it's going in the Hall of Fame, which means it's got a price tag on it. It's worth a lot of money. So the announcers are like sort of laughing, like, oh, shit, he just gave that away. And then they go to commercial break. And when they cut back, they show film of someone from the organization talking to the fan like, hey, we kind of need that football back. Will you trade for it? What can we do? And it turned out he agreed to like season passes or something like that. Yeah, he, he got oh, There it. It you go. A... So apparently, so this article, Tony Romo's crude. See, we're old... talking
1: about like evil politicians and shit. I was just picturing a van driving up as, as he's on his way, passing the tailgators and stuff, just throwing him the fuck in there. And they take him. He's never heard of from again. And then cut to a scene later where it's just behind a museum case.
0: <laughs> so they take him out and beat the football out of him.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one should know about it, so he just disappears. And then they're taking the six hundred football thing, and they're 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 locking it away in that warehouse at the end of the Raiders of the Lost Right, Army, right, right, right. Something like that going is, is going on. That's that's just what I was picturing. But I'm like, yeah, just give the guy season pass. There's no way to get the Illuminati involved unless yeah. unless he doesn't want to play and ball. The, you know,
0: good on the dude. The, the no fan in intended. the stands. They interviewed him, and they're like, "You realize this was easily worth a million dollars?" And he's like. You know, it's important to Tom Brady. I'm not going to cash in on it. I'm not going to be a dick. This guy hands That's me a football. That's a real
1: ball. fan. You What's up? That's a real fan.
0: Yeah, it's a good human being. So anyway.
1: That so said, they show the Tom clip. Brady has more millions of dollars to spare than any other athlete in history, except for maybe Michael Jordan.
0: Probably. Well, no, actually, Brady always negotiates his contract down so he can get on winning teams. That's why he has six uh, Super Bowl rings and no one else does. Uh ah. Cause he doesn't always like say, Hey, I'm Tom Brady, pay me $200 million. They can surround him with other players. That's why he, you know, they it's long been known that he goes for the lower contract to get better, better teams. Anyway. Um, I'll just read some of the story. Mike Evans, who caught the 600, 600th touchdown ball was unaware of the historic moment and did what he always does. He gave the ball to a fan wearing his number 13, 13 Jersey. Oh, there you go. So he saw someone wearing his number and gave him the football. The cameras caught the exchange. So they, they, uh, where is it? They sent someone to negotiate with this guy saying, Hey, we need the football back. And as I said, the top of the, the, the headline is Tony Romo's crude comic is comment is problematic beyond tarnishing Tom Brady's historic moments. So, I see this. I'm like, Ooh, what did Tony Romo say? That was so, what he said. Did he, say? Did he like a...
1: Dave Chappelle special or something like that?
0: <laughs> exactly. It was something. So apparently this guy is talking to the guy, the, the guy from the Buccaneers is cause talking to the fan in the stand saying, Hey, we need the football back. And Tony Romo, say, the, one of the guys says, uh, what do you think he said to the fan? And Tony Romo says a date with Giselle, a date with Giselle. And I'm in Romo says, pretending to be the fan okay, Tom, we'll do it. One date, you've got it. Romo continues, now voicing the Bucks official. So he played a little sketch in his in his brain. He said, uh, I want a date with the, the supermodel Giselle Bundchen. And the guy says, great, you got it. Like, give me the football. That was the trade. Well, this entire article is about this fucking loser piece of shit reporter. I That's just it's fucking, do you have no sense of humor? The entire article is, you're reducing Giselle to a piece of meat. You're diminishing her. You're diminishing deme- It's a fucking one second comment about a woman that happens to be beautiful and a dumb football guy who would probably go, I'd like a date with her. There's nothing fucking wrong with it. How little joy do you have in your life when you're taking the time to write an entire fucking article about how that comment made you cry and made you feel unsafe and made you need need your, your binky so you could suck your thumb and feel good about life after I mean, jeez fucking Christ. It's a little joke. What do you want? A date with a supermodel. Ha ha. I, and, and besides,
1: I'll, I'll throw this out there, Mr. Um, Mr. Forward thinking pro woman, you, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mr. Mr. Reporter guy. Uh, what's her gig? Was she, is she like the CEO of Microsoft? Is she like, uh, she's like a scientist or something like that? Oh, no, no, no. Isn't her job literally to get pictures of her taken in like sexy poses and stuff? Isn't she in some sense hasn't she in some sense kind of made more money than you will ever make in your entire life and in, in like one in every single month of her life by essentially being reduced to a to a piece of meat uh, i mean isn't that kind of like a little bit what being a supermodel is is like hey stand here look hot i take picture i give you money wank wank come come uh, you're a model <laughs> yeah she I, got I got rich By doing the thing that you said she that shouldn't be done so fuck off if it wasn't for people reducing her down to her looks uh she would be writing at your shitty fucking magazine she would really be in trouble then
0: well and here i'm gonna read you some of the the, what you just said is fucking brilliant and beautiful um here's here's the reporter's commentary Because, of course, Brady would pimp out his wife of 12 years to a stranger for the all-important prize of a piece of cowhide. I mean, it's football, and football is family, so what's the big deal with handing my handing my family over in exchange for a little memorabilia, right? Oh, fuck you, you horrible piece of shit of a person. And that's not even accounting for the fact that Kennedy may, have him, may himself be married or in a committed relationship. I guess Kennedy is either the—oh, it's the, the official, so— like like this guy is married so he would never make a joke like that to be clear her achievements aren't the reason why it was offensive every woman no matter her net worth or amount or fame of fame has agency and is not her significant other's chattel no matter how many super bowls he has won holy shit you are extrapolating so fucking much from one little Joe
1: feels targeted, man. Hey, I don't know nothing about Tony Robo. I know that he played for like the Cowboys. Yes. Which is in Texas. Is he sort of known for being like a, like a conservative guy?
0: No, he's, he's just beloved. Everybody loved when he got into announcing because his first year as an announcer for CBS, he started calling the plays before the snap He would look at the defense and look at the offense and go, ooh, ooh, you see uh, that linebacker right there? That means he's going to pass a fade to the right, and then it would happen. Like, he was predicting the plays, just looking at the setup on the field. And people loved it, but he also got a little bit of a, I don't want to say talking to. They're like, hey, you can't do that on every play because it'll start. He's like, oh, okay. But he still does it. Like, he's just generally known as a nice dude. He he doesn't talk politics. He doesn't come out and that's say that's weird, man. Not like Brett Favre, who went pro-Trump. He's just a good dude.
1: Yeah, that's really weird, man. I I honestly I would expect it. You, you know what I mean? If 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 he had like some kind of conservative leanings, because it's right. like oh, because like, this is clearly like some like overly progressive fucking nonsense. This article, you know what I mean? Normally that shit's kind of uh, it's it's got an agenda. It's got like kind of a lean to it, but um yeah that's that's really fucking weird man i yeah yeah you know what i actually just dug through this reporter's tweet he dude terrible things he said about asian women ter- terrible terrible <laughs> ter- i mean he he said he shouldn't reduce women to you, you know what i mean to, to their physical i think form. it's
0: a woman unless reporter.
1: unless whoa unless they're from certain parts of the um you, you know
0: it's a female reporter globe. It's a female reporter. I don't know if you heard me say that.
1: Oh, it's a female reporter.
0: Yeah, That's the, the bio disguise. is has a husband, three it. daughters, grown son, hyperactive Rottweiler, coach. Yeah, yep. Still, way too much time on her hands. To I mean, to, for such a light moment to inspire an article, and it's just it, you know why she wrote it. I think it's for us, yes, for you and I, so that we can sit here and complain about it and keep the talk going. What we should have done is ignore it. But I think what she was looking for is outrage. Like people like, can you believe this? Whereas we're just mocking and laughing at her. Like, geez, you're dumb. You know, I've, that's the only thing I can think of is that she wanted the attention for such a stupid article to see. In a way, it's it's sort of.
1: not nah, dude, I think I think Tony Romo cheated on her in college. And she's like, oh. fuck that. Any chance I get.
0: <laughs> that could be it. You know what it is? It's uh, she is doing the journalistic equivalent of what Dave Chappelle did a couple days ago on stage did you see the video he released the short little video clips of it Um, well he said uh, i'll meet with the trans community but you have to admit that hannah gadsby isn't funny and the instant i heard him say that i knew all he was doing was poking the bear because he knew that everyone would get outraged and they did it made made the news it was on twitter how dare he say that about hannah gadsby and it's like that's why he said it. He doesn't. I think care. it was so
1: much of what his special was. Look, man, it, it. It. I mean, he had some really great parts in the special, but like, it wasn't his best, and, and it felt a little too fucking long. It did not need to be an hour and a half. Yeah. It felt like it was a lot more kind of social commentary. It felt like a, it felt a little one man showy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that type of thing can never be good, but it's like it's tightened up a little more, man. I. I, I don't know. You figure to call yourself a goat. Maybe, maybe don't wait five minutes for a punchline. That's all I'm saying.
0: Well, I heard a uh, commentary saying that he has to be careful. Otherwise, Chappelle could drift into Lenny Bruce territory where. Well,
1: right. Yeah. It, dude, it it felt very Lenny Brucey. That's a- absolutely.
0: Yeah. See, so anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about is by the end of his career, Lenny Bruce was just reading court tra- transcripts on stage. Like, can you believe this? You know, without making any jokes, he was just basically railing again raging against the system.
1: His show sounded like our podcast, but it's like, <laughs> that's it. You're not supposed to do that. Like the long po- and take the podcast on stage. We take we do little we do like we'll, we'll do bits like punchlines. Like, we'll that, you know, there's funny parts yeah, yeah. in the podcast, but it's, it's a little more free form. He would just go out there and yeah, read the fucking court papers. And yep. I, I mean, every now and then he'd tell a dick joke.
0: Yep. 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 All right. So, uh, the one good thing, and I did this on purpose, is I didn't name the reporter because I don't want that reporter getting attention. So I hope you don't go click the article to give the clickbait the, that they so desperately want. Anyway, visit jakevevera.com. I will
1: name the reporter it's Hannah Gatsby. <laughs> <laughs> She even signs it at the end with "fuck Dave Chappelle." It, it, it's, she just signs that at the end, all her articles. Uh,
0: I did not expect that. Visit NathanTimmel.com and tune in next week for more mocking of the news. Bye, everyone. Later.